Hey everyone, this is Brian from Front Porch Swingers, bringing you another installment of the Sex on Your Terms series. I had a chat today with a young man who I enjoy listening to very much. Adam from the Naked Relationship Podcast and I had a very uh, cogent, very captivating, I think, conversation about bisexuality, about the lifestyle in general, and what play is going to look like uh, going forward. So I hope you all enjoy. Hey Adam, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on with me today. Hey, I'm good. Just enjoying the uh, the quarantine and chill, if you will. Well, nice, nice, nice. So you uh, you back to work full time? Is uh, is Kelly back to work full time? What's going on? Yeah, thankfully they uh, started. They stopped cutting hours for her and and stopped floating her to other units uh, at the hospitals. So that's good. And I never uh, I never stopped working. Thankfully, so well, good. Very fortunate there. Well, I appreciate you coming on. As you know, I've been talking to some of the gentlemen in this space and uh, having some really interesting conversations and, and getting the different perspectives from everyone. I really wanted to talk to you because you are so unique in this space in that how you and Kelly got into the lifestyle, the fact that you yourself are a bisexual man in this space. And I, I'm, I was really excited to talk to you also because I, I want to get your perspective on what you guys feel like play is going to be like and, and what the evolution of the lifestyle looks like for you as we all come out of this uh, COVID-19 funk. So I really appreciate you coming on and uh, thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, as you know, you're my favorite podcast, so it's great to be on here again. Well, we appreciate it. So let's talk about it. How are you guys navigating all this? What does it look like for you, the Naked Relationship folks, uh, going forward? How have you been uh, navigating these waters? Well, um, kind of a bit hypocritical of ourselves if you will because you know we drove by the home depot the other day and it was completely packed and kelly just wanted a fucking lawn chair to put out on the balcony so she could read and she's like i'm not going in there and so we didn't go in there we uh our swinger group that we're part of here is full of nurses and we all like almost unanimously said no we should put these off and then here we are we we found the perfect couple and so we've been sleeping around with them so it's kind of hypocritical and we shit what's the word i'm looking for we um, i guess accept and acknowledge that <laughs> yeah sorry we, we acknowledge that and it's just kind of crazy how it all turned out but i guess you know when you find the right couple it's kind of like don't stop you know? yeah yeah, I know. Listen, I, we get it. We have been cooped up like a lot of people, like most people. Uh, and it's getting to that point where we're like, you know, how do we how do we do this? What do we do going forward? You know, and I think for us, it's going to be, you know, we're probably going to see our friends first. We're going to have uh, a drink or dinner with our friends that we haven't seen since all of this craziness started. And that's that's probably where the their journey will take off again for us. But I'm, uh, listen, I'm glad you guys have made some decisions in that way. It's funny that you won't go into Home Depot, but you will play with someone. I get that. That's kind of, I like the irony. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's kind of fucked up. I mean, it's not just this couple. I mean, Kelly had a few play dates as well. Well, really only one without the couple being present or one of the couple being president, present. Right. But uh, it was, it's actually a guy from the swinger group that we decided to unanimously vote to put things off but it's just kind of crazy it's i mean i guess given the last month and a half of our lives uh you know grandpa dying and vacation and then being quarantined because kelly had pneumonia it's just kind of not being able to live the life that we wanted to live like so many other people are doing and i guess we just kind of decided we're gonna 
have sex and with other people. Right. <laughs> as, as hypocritical as that is, I guess we just decided we were going to do it. And, you know, it just kind of crazy how it came around. Well, to be clear, you are you guys are engaging with folks that you know personally who are part of the same group that you have been part of now for some time. And you are comfortable in the with the idea that they have also been doing the things that you've been doing. They have been quarantining themselves and, and mm-hmm. uh, social distancing and isolating. And so you felt like uh, or or you and Kelly felt like it was it was okay that you felt comfortable enough with those people and, and you trusted them that they were doing the right thing to get back in the saddle. Yeah, for sure. As long as they stay the hell away from Home Depot. So you guys made that conscious decision. Kudos to you uh, for for you know for owning it and being comfortable with it. I think that's important. And every, I think everybody's going to kind of going to find their own path in all of this. As you know, I've spoken to Cole with Crazy Truth, and we had a, a pretty lengthy conversation as it pertained to what we thought the lifestyle was going to look like going forward, especially with parties and and new people getting involved. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, you guys have been fairly active considering, you know, all things considered. But do you see a shift? The people you're talking to, are you you hearing anything about how they're going to change their their mannerisms of, you know, navigating this space? I mean, kind of not really. I mean, I don't get on the dating platforms as much as I used to just because I guess Corona. But at the same time. You know, Kelly and I both really strongly or have strong feelings about this couple. And there we are talking to a few other people, but it's 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 a lot more slowed down, I guess, um, for us. But I have seen a lot of Twitter polls and stuff like that where people are voting almost unanimously that they're being extreme one way or extreme the other, um, whether that's playing or no playing or taking the risk or not. But in terms of people around here, I do think that it has slowed down significantly. A lot of people are kind of being overly cautious, even though our state's set to reopen on Monday. So it's just kind of, it'll be interesting to see because the local swinger bar that we go to is typically packed on a Friday night, Saturday night before Corona hit. I mean, the they were putting on Facebook about how they were having record nights consistently which i love it but it's just such a small venue that it's overly crowded now so i'm hoping it'll be i I hope that it will move forward in the way that is best for everyone but you know i think that you know potentially the first night out uh that people are allowed to go out to these bars and establishments i think that it's just gonna be like an over abundance of people out and about just because it's their first time ready to go back out and that they can go back out legally. And so, you know, I do think that there's a lot of potential there for a lot more spreading of the virus from carriers that don't have any symptoms. So you do think in in your, in your opinion, when the, when the, the ban is lifted, let's call it shelter in place is lifted. You think people are just going to go gangbusters. You, you think the club's going to be packed. And as opposed to people kind of being a little bit more cautious right out of the gate, you think it's just going to be wide open. I think it's wide open for a lot of things, specifically just because you've been told you can't do this. You can't live the life that you want to live for what a month and a half now, maybe two months. And sure. so, I mean, I know we have friends that uh, live in Spain now, and their son was quarantined, and he's maybe eight years old. For 40 days, he locked in the house. Like, I couldn't imagine that shit as an, as an eight-year-old. But I, I do think that people are going to probably be 
out and about a lot. Yeah, we're seeing some of that here as well. Our shelter in place was lifted last week. The retail stores have opened up. Phase two is, I think, starts on May 4th. So the restaurants and bars will be opened up with some restrictions. They're all going to be at 50% capacity, basically, 50% of the mm-hmm. seating. But even now, you know, today was 77 degrees here, which is unheard of for wow. us in, in April. It was a, it's an absolute heat wave. It was beautiful. And for the last few days, it's been in the 60s. So for the first time... Since all this happened, you know, I'm seeing more people walking around downtown, people just kind of sitting on park benches and and just spending more time outside riding their bikes. It's obviously starting to ramp up a little bit. And once the bars and restaurants open, obviously this is patio weather for us. And I'm I'm really curious to see if people are going to adhere to a lot of the suggested restrictions, uh, six foot kind of, you know, space between people and no sitting at the bar, no more than six people to a table. That's kind of the stuff they've got in place here, or or at least that's the proposal. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if, as you say, people just come running out of the just to see the you know see their friends again and just to be around other people and enjoy kind of that social aspect, or if they're going to kind of pull back and, uh, and and dip their toe in and, and kind of test the water a little bit, you know? For sure. I mean, I drove by Walmart the other day when I was coming home from work, and uh, I just drove by because it's on my way home, and it was you almost it looked like it was packed like there was no parking spaces available kind of you know and that was i think right after they announced that this shit was almost over and yeah. so i mean ugh. yeah it, ugh. it's it, it's crazy like you i mean you mentioned home depot i was there last weekend obviously we got to get ready to get the lawn set up and flowers and all that kind of stuff here it's that time of year and it looked like a normal you know normal saturday afternoon in the spring like nothing was going on just a mm-hmm. place was packed you know but when everything else is closed right what are your options people just want to be outside so sure it's home depot it's the grocery store you know wherever they can get some air oh yeah oh yeah i was listening to a cycling podcast today and they were saying one of their teammates in spain would drive to the grocery store walk up to the front door, say, oops, I forgot my wallet, walk all the way back to the car at the end of the parking lot, and then walk back to the door and say, oops, I forgot my bags, have to go back just so they could get some social interaction and air. And yeah, sure. it's crazy. But. No, no doubt. Well, so for you guys, you've already been active socially, obviously. Mm-hmm. How Do you see that, obviously, that trend continuing? You mentioned this particular couple. Is this a couple that you think maybe will become more exclusive to you guys? Is that something you're considering? That is something that Kelly and I have both brought up to each other, and we're internally trying to figure out how to go about that, not only from a propositional standpoint, but uh, an execution standpoint. And so whether that's, I mean, we both want to get to the point with a couple one day where, you know, condoms are not a thing, but we've already, you know, presented that to them and uh she's getting birth control and everyone is getting tested and so trying to go about it the responsible way but at the same time i think for us it would almost need to be like an exclusivity factor to go along with it just to prevent external factors from causing an issue further down the road and and i think that would be fair for them as well as for us sure Um, it's we really need a hammer a little bit more in detail about how to go about that. So, so obviously, you guys are, are looking more toward, or potentially more toward that that poly kind of situation where it's the, to just the two couples as opposed to you know going out and 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 kind of playing with singles or or other couples. 
I don't know about the poly. Um, I guess like when when I meant like exclusive, I I think I was more along the lines of um, we only play with each other, not necessarily like romantically, emotionally, or whatever. Okay. It's just kind of best friends with really damn good benefits kind of thing. Right. Right. Well, I think, I mean, you're, what you're talking about is what Brent and I have talked about many times is finding that ideal couple. And for us, we've been fortunate. We have a, a few couples that we have become very, very tight with and very mm-hmm. close with uh, here in, in our hometown. And we could absolutely see ourselves playing exclusively with one particular couple or another mm-hmm. for a period of time, certainly if that was kind of something that came up as a as a potentiality and maybe just kind of sprinkling in the single guys and, you know, that Brenna could play with on, and find her, you know, with her regular playmates and that kind of thing. But we often thought about maybe finding that one perfect couple as well. We have also heard from some of our friends that they've gone down that road and things didn't work out that well because feelings do sometimes get in the way. So we've heard, you know, mixed reviews on it but to me it seems like the perfect solution yeah it's for us finding that perfect couple is almost like finding a fucking unicorn you know because it's literally a needle in a haystack because everyone has to like everyone and that doesn't necessarily mean that i'm gonna suck this guy's dick i mean he's straight actually and that's completely fine with every one of us and so it's just finding that dynamic is so difficult. And I was telling Kelly that they are extremely lucky to find us and vice versa. And not from a cocky or arrogant standpoint, but because one, they are new to the lifestyle. They've only got two or three other experiences outside of us. And so to be able to find that couple so early on that you want to, you know, potentially get exclusive with or just really hit it off really, really well with, that's pretty freaking lucky. And we're lucky that we found them as well because, again, that's a needle in a haystack type of scenario. I agree. I think what you guys are attempting to put together is more difficult than finding that quote-unquote unicorn. Getting four people to agree where to go to dinner is difficult enough, you know, not, not to mention playing and, and all the things that go along with that. So that's a that's a tall order. And the fact that you were able to find that and they were able to find you guys, is uh, that, that's pretty pretty spectacular. Not an easy find at all. Does it concern you? You mentioned that they're relatively new. Does the idea that they've only had a couple of experiences prior to you guys, is that a concern for you guys that they're so new to this that that maybe this isn't exactly what it is that they wanted and and that they're going to need some more experiences down the road? Or are you confident that uh, this is something you think might work? Well, this particular couple, they tried to kind of venture out into the polysphere world or lifestyle, however you want to classify that. I'm sorry if I'm classifying it wrong. But they tried to venture out there, and at first it was it, it kind of had a reverse effect that normally does because, you know, we've talked about how it's difficult for the male to be able to find partners. And he went online and did it the digital way, and she went to work and tried to do it that way in person and all that. So she was having no luck, and he was like two, three dates in. She was getting jealous, and so they ended up shutting that down. And... What, so, I mean, they they have talked about certain boundaries, like no lovey-dovey stuff, no emotional connections or anything like that, which is completely fine with us. But when I did ask them their boundaries initially, it did kind of concern me early on um, that they were just pretty much cool with our boundaries and didn't really present any to us. You know, that definitely concerned me. But I feel like after I've gotten to know them a lot more, 
you know, this is a couple that is our age, a year older than us at 27 and 28, that has been married for nine years. So, wow. you know, I think, I don't want to say they can get away without having more boundaries. I think that their relationship is a lot stronger and more experienced than ours. And so, whereas we have a lot more boundaries than they do, but it might be that they don't necessarily need those because of the trust and all these other uh, factors in their relationship that we don't that we don't know about because you know we haven't completely been in their shoes yet. I mean, they've been married for eight, nine, ten years, and we've been Kelly and I have been together three years, four months, something like that, and we get married in two months, less than sure. a month. So less than two months. So you know, I do think that what they do have in terms of boundaries is actually kind of a a good thing for them because they've been through a lot in their relationship. Sure. And as you said, they've been together that long. They certainly have a a higher level of understanding of each other and and Mm -hmm. certainly should have a good feeling for what each of them wants out of this. No question about it. That that makes a lot of sense. It makes it easier. And you actually answered my next question, which was, are they basically your age or they drop older or drop younger? And uh, so that's very interesting. I'm glad you guys were were able to, uh, to find that. That's pretty unique. I've never heard another couple put it the way you have, where it's it happened so quickly and it's so obvious that everyone wants the same thing. That's a that's pretty tough to find. Yeah, you know, it's almost like uh, I'm waiting on someone to pinch me a little bit because again, <laughs> it's needle in a haystack. No doubt. So let's let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, you mentioned this gentleman was straight. Obviously, you're mm-hmm. bisexual. You're very open about that. Yep. As has that as you have been kind of you and Kelly have been on your journey. Has that really ever been an issue? We touched on it when we all talked on the uh, on the last episode we did together, but let's kind of let's open it up a little bit. So we obviously are in a rural community. We have not come in contact with a couple thus far where the male has been bisexual. We have, however, been on uh, a date with a couple, and where you know where the gentleman that uh, of that couple was straight, and actually was a little put off, let's call it, by some of the, the couples that reach out to them and didn't disclose necessarily that the met, the gentlemen of that couple were bisexual. And then, of course, when they all get together, it's kind of something that they, they let them know. And I, and I found that kind of strange because if you're not, if the gentleman's not bisexual and you are, there simply is no doesn't mean that there's any play. It, it, it should just be a comfortable kind of four-way interaction without you know, the presence of that, you know, cloud hanging over anybody's head. And so I didn't really understand why he was upset about it, but it got me thinking. And I thought, well, I guess if it's something you don't know going in and maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a little shocking, especially as I said, being in a rural place where that's not necessarily the norm, I guess, and something that this guy hasn't come in contact with a lot. And it's an older guy, you know? And so is that something you've experienced? Have you experienced any kind of a pushback or any kind of weirdness between you and another, another couple or another gentleman in a couple? Absolutely. We have couples that are completely uninterested just because I'm bi. You know, when we reach out to people and they ask what we're interested in and all these questions, we say we're both bi, but that doesn't mean that we have bi expectations or requirements. But again, it's kind of, I can kind of see where they're coming from in terms of not wanting to disclose that because it does turn a lot of people off immediately. They see that, they're like, nope, get that the hell out of here. But so they might actually be going about it in a potentially easier way to meet people type of way. But at the same time, you you do have those people out there that like the couple that we're, you know, seeing right now, it's kind of, I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm by, did that not bother you? And he's like, no, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Just because like your body doesn't mean that I have to be doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to want to suck my cock or whatever. I mean, and, and honestly, this gentleman, I mean, he's very nice, very fun and friendly and funny. And, uh, we were playing a, a card game, all of us. And it was kind of like a truth or dare type scenario card game. And one of the dares I got was to like lick everyone's foot or like lick someone's ear or something like that. And I was like, Hey man, like you like a friend, but I am just not, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not attracted to you. And, you know, he didn't take it the wrong way at all. It's just kind of like, you know, proof that just because one person is by doesn't mean that everyone has to partake in that type of play. I mean, shit, we've had people message us and say, Hey, I'm like a single guy message us and be like, Hey, I'm by let's meet up. And it's like, hold your fucking horses there, buddy. Like <laughs> you're putting the, the wheels in front of the cart or however that saying goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, so it, it's almost like th- there's an expectation already built in, right? Like, oh, well, you're by, I'm by. So certainly this is going to work out without having any knowledge of whether there's an attraction or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, you know, with women, potentially there's like the guys think just because you're by like, as a female that the females are trying to every other woman and the same thought process or stereotype is applied to us men as well. And that is so not the case. And it's weird for me because like, I'm not really attracted to a lot of men. I just like a penis every now and then. So when it comes to, let's, let's I don't want to put numbers on it necessarily, but out of 10 couples that you guys interact with digitally, how many of them, once they find out you're bi, are out of the picture or turned off by it? Ooh. Uh, historically speaking, probably like closer, I would say 60 to 70% turned off. Really? That many? Really? Yeah. I mean, well, we live in the Bible Belt, you know, and, and a lot of people are hypocritical in the fact that, oh, their wife is bi, but it's not okay for another person, another gentleman to be bisexual. So, you know, we do live in a closed-minded environment in a very open-minded lifestyle. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. We're, you know, we find that here where we are too. It's again very rural, small town, and to some case, in some cases, kind of small mentality when it comes to sexuality and, and particularly men's sexuality. You know, it's a, a very manly place. It's very cold. It's a difficult climate, and it's rugged. And the idea that a man could be bisexual to a lot of folks is really very off-putting. And I, I was rather surprised by that when we when we got into the lifestyle really and started talking to some different people. And we don't, I don't know anyone that we have interacted with or played with that was okay with the idea that someone that the other that another male be bisexual I, I found that very strange yeah i mean even our first like swinger party that we ever attended here in the south there was another bi male there that they that it was also his first time attending that party and uh he was sucking my cock at one point in time while his girlfriend was getting fucked between my legs and i had another female sitting on my face and a lot of people were like completely just caught off guard and it almost became an issue and we told the we told the organizers like hey look we don't have to come back you know this was fun but we don't want to be part of a double standard and they completely squashed it and but at the same time it's it's also a new thing as well and that people as we're showing it are not very receptive to it because it's new you know I'm, I'm sure you know potentially bisexuality for women i mean that's still new and that's something that is becoming a little bit more mainstream especially in the porn industry 
at least the videos, the content that they put out. Um, but you know, a by mail, I mean, shit, that point is a lot harder to find. <laughs> For sure. Um, I, I think, I think like you said, there are more people are more open to the idea of two women being bisexual, particularly in the lifestyle than mm-hmm. two men. What do you think? Well, you have a much better kind of perspective on this or, or certainly would than I, do you think that we're moving away from that a little bit as you're, as you're getting more into it? I know you said that, you know, six or seven out of 10 kind of back away from it, but, but as you get more involved, does it seem like people's eyes are opening a little bit to the, the potentiality of that? I think with the group that we're in, yes. And I think that's because maybe the organizer said, hey, look, accept this or don't and get out. Because they preach accepting or acceptance for everyone of different body types, different sexual orientations, race, religions, whatever the hell you want to get into. They preach openness, and that's one of their big things, at least from the organizer standpoint. And so, so from that aspect, I do think that people are becoming more open to it. From the aspect of you know society, probably not. From the people within the lifestyle, I hope so. But it, it's us bisexual men. We are collectively in the closet, especially in the lifestyle, because it's it's not accepted. And that's yeah. Typically speaking, I'm 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 out, and so are a lot of other people. But it's still like that, like those people you're talking to, where they had waited to tell people. I mean, that's that's in the closet. I feel like that's you know. I mean, sure, you're coming out to them when you meet them, but if you can't, you know, openly say that, then definitely there's some sort of pressure to stay in the closet and not be yourself. For sure. So. Do you believe on your dating profiles, for example, do you do you put yourself down as bisexual as well? Absolutely. You feel like that's something that everyone should do should they have that proclivity? I think that it really just depends on the person in, in the situation that they're in because for me, I'm an open book. And, you know, certain people that I work with know and certain people that I hang out with know, like, at the dog park, which is where I spend most of my time outside of work. But it's, you know, if you're in an environment where you know that's not going to be openly accepted, then, you know, I would hope that you would still be able to be yourself regardless. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, it can have a negative impact. Like you're going to get less people interested in you as a couple, which is really just fucking unfortunate and hypocritical. But I just, I feel like, it really just depends on the person. Like if you're in an open book and you want to put that out there, by all means, do it. Or if you just want to put that out there and, and try to be yourself even more, by all means. But if you feel like that's not something you're confident with, by all means, you know, take the steps necessary to be you 100%. I don't really feel like I should tell people like, oh, you should come out or you shouldn't. But at the same time, I really would love if people would just be themselves and be comfortable to be themselves. For sure. I think it'd be, it would be nice, particularly in this space that mm-hmm. is supposed to be so in, you know, so in, inclusive of everyone and, and different thought processes where, you know, everyone could just be themselves. But I think I, I agree with you more often than not, we find people kind of putting on airs and almost hiding who they are entirely for fear that they're going to be shunned or looked down on or, simply disregarded based on whether or not they, they do believe or don't believe in something or are bisexual or aren't. And, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a strange space to be 
concerned about that, right? Like, should you really have to be concerned about that in, a, in the world of ethical non-monogamy? Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, imagine going into a lifestyle where the entire premise is to be more of yourself and accept and accepting of yourself and other people, but then segmenting that into what's okay and what's not okay. Like, right. that's very hypocritical and contradictory. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, be yourself, just just not all of yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we want you to be yourself, but, but not everything. I mean, that's, you know, that just goes back to the core from society. You know, that's what society says. We want you to be yourself, but as long as it fits within these guidelines. Right. And that's a fundamental sociological issue, I feel like. So it's not oh, just... Yeah the lifestyle people, but it's it, a lot of different parameters there. Yeah, I agree. We, Brendan and I talk about it all the time. We're in such a unique, you know, we're in a niche of sexuality, of the sexuality sphere, and still people within it have to be concerned about, you know, portraying themselves as who they are. We, we run into it a lot and it's, it, it's unfortunate. You know, we run into it a lot of times in the BDSM space as well. People who are so concerned about people knowing that they spend time in the world of kink or, or whatever their interests are as it pertains to, to BDSM. And, and even within that space, people are kind of like, Oh, you're into that. You know, it, it's very strange. Yeah. I remember you, I think you guys have an episode where you speak on that actually where they like found out that you were in into swinging and they like might have like kicked you out of the group or something. No, we left. We were, um, I, I foolishly walked into the room while everybody was introducing themselves in a room of probably 30 people. I had stepped out to take a phone call. I came back in, sat down next to Brenna, you know, they're going around the room introducing each other. And it got, it was, as soon as I sat down, they were on me and I introduced myself. I told them that I was, you know, Brenna's partner and what our, our name was on our uh, BDSM site and that we were also ethically non-monogamous and, and uh, people literally, I mean, like they all just kind of stared at us like there was something wrong with us, you know, and I, I couldn't quite figure out what was happening. And as the, the evening went on, it was obvious that people were avoiding us. And what was interesting was when we had gotten home, even though these people clearly were put off by the idea that we were swingers in mm-hmm. a room full of BDSM folks, by the way, where the moderator, the first thing that she says in the beginning of every meeting is that this is a safe, non-judgmental space. That's very literally how these meetings start. And so when we had gotten home, Brenda looked at our, she got some, some uh, notifications. She looked at our page and three or four of the people in that room that were in that room with us reached out to us privately and wanted to meet us, but they certainly didn't say anything in the room with other people. And that was, we never went back. That was the last, we never, never bothered with them. We never went back and never got involved with it again. We were just so put off by it. I don't blame you. I mean, and even those people that took the time to message you afterwards, it's, it's very hypocritical on their part. It's almost like they're saying, Hey, to your face, we want you to fit in with the stereotype. And then behind your back, we're going to say, Oh no, it's completely okay. In fact, we would like to potentially explore those types of scenarios with you. It's like, yeah. No, bitch. Like, if you're not going to fucking accept me right then and there in front of a crowd of people, who the fuck are you to me? You're nobody. 
Right. And one of the one of the people that reached out to us was a gal. She was actually sitting to Brenna's left in this room. And she when she reached out, she said, oh, hey, you know, I'm so and so. And I was sitting next to you. Uh, my partner and I would love to meet you guys for a drink and, you know, get to know you. And she's she, her partner was a was a was a male. He was a, a guy that had just wasn't at this meeting. And like so she ran home, told him that, you know, she met a swinger couple at this meeting who she did not speak to for the 45 minutes or an hour that we were there, but ran right home and told him. So instantly she had to message us and, and she just, it was just disingenuous. Like you don't want to talk to us in front of your friends, but you want to meet us in private somewhere. Like we're not going to do that. Yeah. It's almost like you're the, you're the girlfriend that you have to keep like private from everyone. Right. Why are right. you fucking doing it? Right. So we're going to go out and meet you for a drink. And then next week when we come back to another meeting, you're going to pretend you don't know us. Is that the plan? You know, cold shoulder the whole time. Yeah, we're we're just we're not going to play that game. We're you know I'm gonna I'm a grown up. I'm gonna tell you who I am, and if you don't like it, then you know fucking beat it. You didn't you know? give me the cold shoulder when I was fucking you last night, but now you're giving it to me in front of your friends. No, thank exactly, you. exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Well, that's the whole thing, right? How can you trust that kind of behavior? You're going to trust your significant other with these people or with this person, but they're they're just so disingenuous that they don't want it, anyone to know they know you, but they're willing to have sex with your partner, kind of thing. Like yeah. that's not okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I get it if it's kind of one of those where it was a more public forum in terms of, like, it was, I don't know, a, a high school parent-teacher conference organization, you know? But if it's, like, something in a in a more sexual positive environment and you're going to act that way, no, no, no. That's a huge red flag. Yeah. I mean, literally in a, in a room with, like I said, 30 people sitting around talking about their their individual kinks and the, the next uh, fetish event that was coming up and, you know, very open sexually and, and what everybody was into. And uh, yeah, except for us, we couldn't tell you that we were we were swingers. That was a that was a problem, apparently. But, but you, know you know what? That's OK, because it's a judgment free zone. Yeah, absolutely. Judgment free. Uh, yeah, no, no, no judgment here. It's literally the first thing they say. This is a safe judgment free zone. I, I found it so ironic. But yeah, I mean, I, I imagine it's much of the same. And, and I was really curious, obviously, to talk to you about it, because we don't have, a, at least a, to this point, no one has come out and told us necessarily, or a male in, in, in a couple that we've met, that, that he was bisexual. Many women, obviously, but never a male. And I often wonder, you know, is it, are they not telling us because they're concerned that we would have issue with it or something? And I, I've always, I found it very, inter, I find it interesting that people would kind of feel like they have to hide that for some reason. You know, Brent and I talked about it. We've, we've had threesomes, male, male, female threesomes with her and her regular playmates. And, you know, myself and, and uh, Clint, her regular playmate, we DP'd Brenna. I mean, he and I were as close to having sex as you could possibly get, you know, and not have sex. I mean, we were basically on top of each other. So I don't see why it's just a big deal. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, you even, or, well, a lot of guys, you even bring up the potential of like, even like a pinky going up the rectum and they're like, fuck no, get that the hell away from me. And it's, you know, it's just kind of funny because that's so, it just correlates really well with all the other, you know, potential for anything going up the butt. And it just because you're bisexual doesn't mean you necessarily take it up the butt, but right. it's like any any guy that is bisexual, you know, they they automatically get thrown into the, well, you're, you take it up the butt, you're a fairy or whatever, you know, but right. it's just not necessarily the case. And, and not every bisexual male going into a, a threesome or a full swap needs to do anything or wants to do anything with the with the other male. I mean, again, it comes back to the attraction thing that we were talking about earlier.
Yeah, I mean, it really is kind of presumptuous, right? Of of a of a guy thinking that because you're bisexual, you're instantly going to be attracted to him. You know, yeah. pretty cavalier of you. Yeah, Ugh, I don't get it. I mean, just because I'm straight doesn't mean that I'm attracted to every female. I don't swipe right on every female on Bumble, although here lately that's not been the case. But right. uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I get it. It's again, we we were. I was really interested to talk to you about it because obviously you've got the best perspective, and I, I wanted to see where where you kind of thought this the space was headed in terms of being a little bit more understanding and open about the the bisexual men in the in the space. I don't think that we really know entirely how many bisexual men there are in the swinger lifestyle because, as you intimated, I think a lot of guys are are concerned about putting that out there. Oh yeah, I mean, we definitely are. I mean. There's couples that message us and, and are very proactive, I guess you could say, just because their spouse, the male in the relationship, is is bi. And it's like, well, well, that's great and all, but how do you go about approaching that dynamic when me, as a bisexual male, is not really into the other male? And honestly, like, I'm really attracted to the female, but I'm not nearly attracted to the to the male it's like how do you approach that because you know their hopes were for you know a bisexual full swap which would be a hell of a lot of fun uh which we have yet to do but it's just kind of how do you let their them down and right while also trying to say hey look i'm not really feeling it with you but i would like to with her you know it's just kind of it's almost like how do you approach that and how do you is that even something worth approaching at that point you know sure well, that I mean, you answered my next question. You guys have not had the opportunity to have that full bisexual swap. Is that, mm-hmm. do you think, the real unicorn? You found this couple, obviously, but the gentleman is straight. Is that even more difficult to find, the bisexual couple connection where everyone is attracted to each other? Yeah, I, I, I do think that would be way more difficult because Kelly and I, our first experience was actually with another bisexual male. And that was a lot of fun, very eye-opening. And I just... Shit, I don't even know how we would even go about finding that other than luck, really. I mean, that's right. that's what it takes, luck. Well, and, and one of Brenna's hottest, one of her fantasies, she gets the hottest about at this point. She's had plenty of time being uh, you know, under house arrest all this time. She is really wanting to have an experience with two bisexual men at the same time. She's really eager to have that happen, which again, you know, where we live is not an easy thing to find. So, you know, where the feelers are out there, we're on our BDSM site, our kink site and, and, and trying to kind of see if we can find that for her. But she's, she's looking for it for sure. She'd like to have that experience, but, but not easy, not easy to come by. No, it's definitely not. I mean, finding one that's even somewhat open is difficult. I mean, it's almost like they have to be completely out for for you to even know and then finding two of those i shit i that's difficult and and then finding two that you're attracted to on on a physical standpoint to say okay let's you know maybe have a chat you know then for fuck's sake that's yeah that's raising the bar there's no doubt about it it's going to be interesting to i think we're probably i don't know that we're going to find that where we are we may uh may have to be on the road for that to happen so we'll we'll see as uh as the year progresses where we end up and in that journey for sure in that search uh but she would definitely like to have that experience so obviously we uh, your hope is that the bisexual component of the lifestyle for the men at least moves forward and there is some more acceptance in that and so club wise event wise with all of this stuff going on as we 
hopefully coming out of all of this to some degree, as you and Kelly start moving a little bit forward, are you eager to get into an event where there's a lot of people or are you guys going to be a little bit more reserved about that? Are you, are you going to run out to the club when the thing opens? Are you guys going to kind of sit back a little bit and wait? Oh, we're definitely going to probably sit back and wait. I mean, we might venture out to the bar, but definitely not the club. I mean, there's, there's one about an hour and a half north of us, and then there's another one that's way more popular about two hours south of us. And uh, we've been wanting to go to those for so long, but we just haven't. But the other factor is we're getting married in a month and a half-ish. Right. So, you know, we're kind of going to – I guess we're just going to focus more on that, and then maybe after that we'll talk about it. But we've also talked about taking a break from the lifestyle once we get married just – you know, to kind of have that time to ourselves and build our foundation even more and our love and all that stuff. And who knows? I mean, that's probably going to be a month but by itself. But it's just kind of initially we'll probably take extra precautions. Sorry if that was a long-winded answer. I feel like a lot of mine are. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I, I totally get it. With you guys getting married here soon, and we talked about this uh, the last time we spoke, you guys really do take kind of scheduled breaks from the lifestyle, which I thought was really very interesting. Is mm-hmm. and, and I know you said that's something you guys are thinking about doing, obviously, once you've been married and kind of spend that that time together initially after. Uh, I think it's a great idea. And the, and the fact that you guys are so aware that you need that time together uh, is really, it's really impressive. Well, I mean, thank you. I mean, we can't take solo credit for that. Our um, our therapist kind of helped point that out to us because initially we were just so overwhelmed by everything and we were just letting it run our lives that we weren't making time for us, which was like the whole right. point of the lifestyle other than, you know, being ourselves um, was to grow closer together and accept each other more and have a lot more fun experiences together, like full swaps and stuff like that and different play dynamics and so our our therapist that we see is fucking amazing i actually had a session with her about an hour before you called and so we set it up the schedule to be three months on in terms of we're actively pursuing the lifestyle and one month off and it just so happens that the three months ends right before we get married so it's perfectly set up for that that's perfect well, and the idea that and it's really, I think it's, uh, I think it's ironic that the lifestyle actually brought you guys to the point where you realized that taking these breaks are important and taking these breaks actually brings you guys closer together and, and more enthusiastic about the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I find that great. I think that's terrific. Well, thank you. I had a, I had a saying in high school, live, learn and grow. And when we're in these three months where we're on the lifestyle, we're living it. But what good does that do us if we don't take a step back or take the time to learn and grow from it? You know? No, absolutely. And listen, on that note, I want to thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it so much. I always enjoy talking to you. You've got such an interesting outlook uh, on the lifestyle and and life in general. And it's always genuinely a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time out this uh, late evening to do this with me. Tell everyone where we can find you and the lovely Kelly. Yeah, sure. Uh, Thank you for having, having me again. As always, again, it's so much fun. So our social media is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TNR Podcasts. Um, and our website is thenakedrelationship.com. And you can email us on there if you have any questions or anything. Awesome. Adam, thank you again, man. I really appreciate the time. 
best of luck to you guys and uh, enjoy coming out of the uh, the quarantine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll Thank talk you. to you again real soon. Thank you, Adam. Yes, sir.